Welcome to Digital Transformers, the show that connects you with what you need to build, manage, and operate your digital supply chain. Join your host in a timely discussion on new and future business models with industry-leading executives. The show will reveal global customer expectations, real-world deployment challenges, and the value of advanced business technologies like artificial intelligence, blockchain, and robotic process engineering. And now, we bring you Digital Transformers. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the AT&T BizTalks LinkedIn Live exciting tech trends for 2023. My name is Kevin L. Jackson, host of Digital Transformers on Supply Chain Now, and I will serve as the moderator for today's exciting discussion. 2022 was an exciting year for connectivity and technology. As the global 5G rollout continues, fiber internet coverage has also expanded. While both of these enhancements have accelerated the digital transformation of business everywhere, the cybersecurity threat landscape has also expanded, making each additional network connection point a possible vulnerability. Joining me to discuss both sides of the digital transformation coin are two of the most insightful and clairvoyant technology experts I know. First, we have the CEO for Tomorrow's Tech Today and Senior Policy Advisor to the Global Foundation for Cyber Studies and Research, Ms. Sally Eves, and with her, a time man of action and dubbed a futurist by IBM, an international speaker on digital transformation and marketing strategy to the Fortune 500, Mr. Glenn D. Gilmore. I am also proud to have worked with them both for many years. Thank you both for joining me today. Thank you, Kevin. Brilliant to be here. Absolutely. Wow. So uh, to kick things off, Sally, please tell us a little more about you and your work. Uh, I understand you're in London today and with a little surprise. Yeah, absolutely. The weather has changed. You know what UK and Britain is with weather? We've gone from a lot of sun to a lot of snow at the moment. So yeah, very atmospheric. (laughs) Snow in London? I know, I know. You heard it here first. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant stuff. And great question. Lovely introduction as well. Been so looking forward to this today. Great, great company. Um, In terms of some some highlights about the things I'm doing at the moment and kind of where Mm -hmm. I come from, kind of three pillars. I like talking three pillars. So one, emergent technology. So I come from a CTO background. Now do a lot of advisory kind of right across the tech estate. So from AI and security to to 5G and sustainability and tech, all those different areas together. Um, But also do a lot around education and uplift. So I run a non-for-profit called Aspirational Futures, kind of breaking down those barriers access and using data and technology as a force for good. Um, and I also do a lot of authorship around kind of tech for good subjects, but also tech innovation, the digital transformation you mentioned, you know, at the start of the show, yeah. how you embed things like sustainability, security and inclusion by design. So I'm, I'm sure we'll dive into more, but as a starter for 10, that's a little bit more about me. Oh, no, that that is great. Thanks, Sally. And now I'd like to have Glenn introduce himself. You you both see the world as your playground. What what have you been up to recently, Glenn? 
Well, most recently, I, I actually had a chance to uh, uh, go to uh, Cairo, Egypt, and then uh, later to uh, Istanbul and talk about technology and learn about technology. But actually, one of the most exciting things I, I, I did very recently, uh, right around Thanksgiving, was to uh, mm-hmm. go out to Texas A&M and see what uh, AT&T is doing by way of uh, using 5G in an academic setting, but an academic setting where the real focus is how do you make that 5G technology something that, that industries can tap into, businesses can mm-hmm. tap into, and it was just wow. fascinating to, to see what what uh, what's being uh, done out there. And, and like uh, Sally, son, and I share a, a lot in common in that our emphasis really is about technology for good. Uh, how do we uh, make uh, technology uh, people-centric uh, so that uh, we see greater cybersecurity to allow people to trust in technology so that we can really leverage technology for public good? You know, I really like the way you said that, make technology people-centric. You can't really forget the humans when we talk about tech, can we? (laughs) So, Sally, as you look back at 2022, what moments or trends stand out to you? Well, that's a great question. I think it's almost a pick and mix of different types of answers to this as well. Mm -hmm. So one on a personal moment, kind of referring to what Glenn mentioned there as well about kind of moments that mattered along the way. A, getting back together more in person, you know, the event side of things. And one absolute highlight for me was AT&T and Disney and being in the parks and seeing the connected experience for users. And there was so much focus on accessibility, really opening up access and making everything part of the experience, you know, from the queue system even right to the fact you got to a particular Mm -hmm. exhibit. It was absolutely incredible. So really very much connected technology to the fore, but focusing in on that experience and just everything about it with all the kids there, et cetera, as well. It was just joyful. So everything about that moment and just being back in person so much more of keynotes, et cetera, is just a real joy. So the power of tech and community is definitely something that's right up there for me. So that's kind of like a personal sort of milestone moment that has really meant a lot. Um, then kind of referring to what we've talked about quite already, which is brilliant. It's come yeah. to the fore, but purpose purpose, human-centered leadership being center stage. You know, when it comes to things like sustainability and other SDG impacts, they're not something that's on the periphery anymore. They're really being, you know, center stage and people are demanding more. You know, consumers are incredibly more conscious, so are stakeholder partners. So it's that move from transparency to commitment to accountability. So I'm great, we're having great progress there, which is great to see. I think beyond that, tech convergence, you know, we don't talk about things like AI over here or 5G or IoT or security. It's all about these things coming together and how they work Mm. and support one another and supported by things like smart education too, helping people learn more smartly by understanding their learning styles, giving them support on that. AI is having great impacts in that particular area. And I think just the skills resonance, you know, helping people to upskill and reskill in their own roles or for new roles and at all different ages too. I think it's a new resonance around this, you know, hybrid learning for life and that holistic skills attention. So things around technology disciplines, but how you learn, you know, and things like emotional intelligence and empathy being at the fore too. Um, Beyond that, security being center stage, the heightening focus on that. And again, look at it more holistically. So tech support, but also focus on things like culture and shared responsibility, skills uplift, the right process, the right change management, bringing all those different areas together. And I I want to be careful on time, but um, collaboration, um, more organizations working together. That I think has been the biggest thing, the biggest learning point from the pandemic. You know, we can go further faster and we're seeing organizations say, you know, they might 
might have competed in the past. They're coming together mm-hmm. for social challenges, which is fantastic to see. So I love that. And then other things I think consumers are looking at differently is experience and CX. You know, I think it's starting to eclipse, you know, products and services as, you know, one of the top three um, type of type of consideration now alongside the purpose I mentioned just now. And I think another one, you know, metaverse, and I know, and I go, Glenn, I might kind of give you a segue <laughs> in on this particular subject. I'm setting you up for this one. Um, but the actualization of metaverse, we're seeing a lot of steps forward here. And I think particularly like in private settings within organizations, kind of taking collaboration tools to the next level with that extra level of immersion. So we're starting to get to true action now around metaverse. So I'm excited to see where that develops. And at that point, I might just kind of segue over to over to Kevin Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, one, one of the things you really are highlighting is the, uh, uh, I guess, busting of the si- silos between tech and culture, between different types of technology. They're all sort of blending together. So, so Glenn, do, do Sally's reflections resonate with you? Absolutely. Yeah. Sally's done a beautiful job, as she generally does, of really giving a broad spectrum of, of what's happening in terms of technology mm-hmm. in the technology space. And really, I, when I look at it, uh, I think of you know 5G as being kind of the empowerment uh, that, that's allowing us to, to have new possibilities and, and, uh, and new innovations. And I think uh, uh, Sally is absolutely on mark when she talks about one of the biggest things that we've seen this past year is really the, this coming together in terms of new collaborations. We need new collaborations in cybersecurity because, Kevin, as you've pointed out, w- with new things being pushed to the edge and new technologies coming in. We're seeing new surfaces that that are now uh, becoming the basis for cyber attacks. And so we need collaboration to uh, help us find ways to make the internet uh, more secure. And certainly we saw telemedicine lead the way in creating new possibilities for how we can tap into uh, digital transformation to uh, make things far more efficient, far more accessible, even more uh, affordable. And that's something that, that as we look to the future, I think is going to, to be a top priority for uh, business and for people, which is how do we continue that, that theme of new collaborations, new innovations, and new cybersecurity mm-hmm. that makes sure that, that uh, we can do it with trust. Well, you know, one of the things I, I think uh, individuals have to take more responsibility for their personal cybersecurity sure. as we use more and more technology. And it's really uh, an integral part of society and our, our everyday lives. But, but getting back to some of the things that you, you said uh, on that, Glenn, what, what industries or, or sectors do, do you think will see the greatest continued impact from 5G and or uh, fiber connectivity in, in 2023? That, that's a tough question, Kevin, because I, I think we're going to see virtually every uh, industry uh, come to the realization that, that uh, AT&T has brought us a nationwide uh, 5G network. The infrastructure is there, and now they can mm-hmm. tap into that. Uh, certainly, healthcare is going to continue to be a leader in innovation because it has to be. It has to uh, leverage it. takes its uh, technologies and 5G is the perfect way to uh, give that real-time data that, that uh, brings 
uh, patients and doctors uh, together to uh, to have uh, data when it's needed, where it's needed. In manufacturing, we're seeing a, a greater need for automation, tapping into artificial intelligence uh, to make sure that that. Uh, uh, manufacturing can meet the demands, uh, the high demands, uh, with a, a workforce that that, uh, that needs a, additional assistance. And again, with a focus on uh, people centricity, meaning that, that the workforce mm-hmm. uh, can have uh, connectivity that, that watches them, whether they're uh, on a factory floor and making sure that, that automated equipment is at a safe distance and moving uh, at speeds that, that are efficient and yet uh, compatible with uh, workers who, who may be nearby. Uh, supply chain, uh, we've seen a, a real crisis in, in the supply chain, and every industry uh, wants to see the, uh, greater efficiencies so that uh, they can have greater reliability, so that their customers can get the goods uh, and have their expectations met and, and exceeded. Mm-hmm. And if we look as we look in the year ahead, this is a year in which I think travel will, will once again get back to the pace that, that it had been prior to COVID. And that means, uh, again, consumers want a more touchless digital experience, seamless experience that, that lets them uh, track what's happening with, with their flights, track what's happening with uh, their luggage. And it's all about digital transformation. It's all about computing on the edge. And it's all about cybersecurity as well. Yeah, I'll tell you, the hospitality industry really uh, took it bad over uh, sure. over COVID and they're, they're, they're trying to come back. But you also mentioned education and healthcare and, and manufacturing. So, so, Sally, do you agree with that from a European point of view? Yeah, great points and, and themes that are occurring as well around, for example, personalization of mm-hmm. experiences at all levels, including healthcare. I think that's a really huge one and kind of that rise of personalized precision medicine. Totally agree about manufacturing as well, particularly in areas like digital twinning. And again, like metaverse or omniverse. And again, examples of collaborations using this technology. So the likes of Siemens and NVIDIA being a couple that spring to mind on that particular vertical. So definitely those areas. Education, big passion of mine. I think 5G and, and related um, opportunities allowing that deeper level of immersion and these levels of experiences that can take you back you know to a moment in time and history and e- equally for things like empathy training you know the internet mm. senses if you will helping you to almost like walk in someone else's shoes or experience what they're experiencing I think is really really impactful for, for DEI into the future too I think one thing that hasn't come up is mobile gaming I think there, I think we're going to have, again, a, b- a bigger increase. I think it's about 2 billion um, mobile gamers are expected in around two years from now. I think it was Statistica, uh, that, that particular research. So we're seeing wow. a lot of developments there. And again, a lot of partnerships, actually, between colleges, universities and businesses tapping into these as an innovation opportunity and even like catalyzing degrees and things. So with the increasing um, advance of 5G and fiber, et cetera, it's going to really enable that to go, to go to the next level. And with the quality and the friction-free you know, performance and low latency that we need and then maybe finally kind of from a channel perspective as well again we've got new streams of revenue that are coming to the fore um, one example might be things like AR mapping um, and again coverage in rural areas so improving accessibility there and just really opening up I think use cases yet to be invented actually as well as the verticals we've already mentioned hmm. so really exciting times and again I think it's also an example of the right context and the right convergence of different technologies coming together you know for example certain technologies we talk about today have actually been around a long time 
so the likes likes of VR, for example, or AI, but it's all these yeah. other parts coming together. You know, the power of the ecosystem, the computing power, the storage, etc. We're now at a real moment in time where we can really see, reap the benefits of this. And five G is kind of the hub of the wheel. It's kind of came up earlier when we were talking with Glenn. It's it really is, um, yeah, the catalyst for so much innovation for business, for society, and both for shared values. That's what really excites me. Well, when you when you talk about the the value of five G, one of the biggest challenges has been people really understanding how it affects business. I mean, having the communication service providers really understand how developers need to take networks into account when they are developing their applications and how they drive new business models and new ways of interaction. You talked a bit about empathy training. That's, that's something that's really out of, out of left field, but something that's really, really important in a diverse world. So uh, you, you, met, you talked a lot about how 5G and these um, advanced networking technologies will affect business, but how will the organizations modernize their networks in, in 2023, Sally, uh, in order to take advantage of all of this. Yeah, there's lots of different ways of looking at this. And, and one hasn't come up so much so far, and I think this could be a lovely mm -hmm. moment to mention it, is focus on sustainability of networks. I think people are expecting this. It's something I'm seeing in lots of service provider conversations at the moment. There's a roundtable earlier this week, which are kind of looking into what people want and a need and being asked for from their ecosystem partners. And it was right mm. up there. There's also some related research, actually, I think called um, Breaking the Curve. Um, so that was Ericsson, so mostly from a mere perspective, but I think there's some uh -huh. North America data in there too. And it was really drilling into the fact that you know mobile networks represent, I think it's about 0.2% um, of global carbon emissions today. And it's around 0.6 when it comes to energy. But equally, yeah. we really focus in on improving the sustainability of networks. And we can do that in a few different ways. We can have a massive catalyst for impact because we've seen so far today, you know, 5G connectivity, network connectivity is the hub of the wheel for innovation in all areas. So it's so important and can make a kind of contagion of impact, kind of a ripple effect um, by getting this right. So I think we need to look more and I'm sure this is going to be a big focus for 2023 is on energy resilience and robustness in the network. So looking at energy energy efficient solutions that can can turn things off when they're not being used is one very simple example. <laughs> but you can do that on a typical site. You know, you can look at the radio um, designs, yeah. etc. Use different materials, make them lighter, make them more recyclable, um, but also transition more to using um, alternative energy sources within this as well. So we can look at it from an equipment level, from a site level, um, and obviously more broadly as I, as I spoke about earlier too. So definitely energy robustness and resilience in the network and demonstrating that improvement in that area will be amazing, not just for service providers, but for all the ecosystem around this. Um, security has come up a lot today, so increased investment in this and not just from a technology perspective. So I think more things mm -hmm. around XDR will be really important, but again, around the skills training to support people of all levels and roles in the organisation to have, kind of have that shared responsibility ethos around security. You know, it's not Most roles obviously do involve tech and data, but to different degrees, 
But I think everybody should have that opportunity to learn and understand and feel equipped, kind of, you know, highlight things out and stand up. So is that right? You know, people need to have that confidence and that comes from having the right skills base to work from. Um, I think other things, increasing rise of cloud native technology within networks too, Mm -hmm. but also bringing in the open ecosystem. So getting more developers involved in co-creating solutions with, you know, software development toolkits, for example, we're seeing a lot of growth in that particular area. And I think that will only continue because again, I think the collaboration around development is a really exciting area. So definitely how we do more outreach there and give the right tools and techniques to get more involved from a developer angle too. I think it's really exciting. Well, you say a lot about sustainability and, and energy and, and collaboration. I mean, just just yesterday, I guess it was, we had ignition uh, in, in North America with respect to fusion. So uh, it's, it's really going to be only 30 years away from now. But um, is, is that how you see things, Glenn? I, I, I really do. I, I think uh, sustainability is on the minds of, of everyone. And uh, I like the fact that uh, Sally has brought it up. She and I share this passion for uh, sustainability mm-hmm. in technology. And people overlook the role that, that 5G can play in bringing far greater uh, sustainability. And Sally did a nice job of, of highlighting some of those areas. When we talk about smart buildings, smart cities, what we're really talking about is real-time data that gives us the opportunity to find out where we can uh, put into place new efficiencies. Where we're having right. uh, what's called energy leakage, uh, so that as we look at a system, whether it's a telecommunication system, whether it's a, uh, a factory, we can look in and see ways in which we can improve uh, efficiencies so that we have uh, a more robust use of of energy without the waste that, that uh, otherwise uh, comes when we don't have that data to let us know what, what's what's really uh, uh, happening. Mm. Uh, certainly, as, uh, as I mentioned early on, uh, there is a far greater need for us to uh, collaborate in the space of uh, cybersecurity. And as we look to the year and years ahead, I think that that is going to have to be uh, the foundational question uh, that we all ask is how are we collaborating in the area of um, cybersecurity as uh, ransomware and cyber attacks become far more frequent, far more sophisticated. And so on uh, the side of, of collaboration, there needs to be much more uh, of a focus on that uh, uh, so that we can, again, uh, have those efficiencies w- without uh, having the risk, even as we're uh, moving uh, uh, computing to the edge. Well, you uh, mentioned data quite a few times uh, uh, there. Um is that important as we move forward? And in fact, Lynn, what what technology trends do you think will be most heavily adopted uh, by organizations in in twenty twenty three? Is is data one of them? Uh, data certainly uh, drives all, all the efficiencies, and five G gives us that real-time data uh, knowledge to mm-hmm. help us have uh, predictive maintenance before a piece of equipment uh, has a failure uh, with real-time information and artificial intelligence. Uh, we can assess the, that there may be a problem rising, uh, correct that problem so that customers don't uh, have any, have any uh, pain from it. Uh, I think we're going to see in the academic front and as well as in enterprise, uh, augmented reality become far more commonplace mm. uh, by way of collaboration so that in healthcare, it doesn't matter where in the world you are, you can have the best physicians 
at your side, collaborating with, with your physicians uh, to make sure that, that an operation or an assessment is being done as, as efficiently as it should on the uh, work floor or at a remote uh, work site in, in uh, uh, construction, perhaps, uh, to again right. be able to bring in a, a, an expert, uh, even if they're far, uh, far away. Uh, so when we hear about the metaverse, which certainly is an exciting theme, I think we're also going to see a lot more happening uh, with augmented reality, that overlay of information to uh, uh, bring more more collaborations. But certainly, I also think uh, uh, Gartner isn't far off what it says in the near future. Uh, we can expect to be spending about an hour in the metaverse. Uh, that'll happen as technologies improve. Wow, that sounds uh, uh, exciting. And um, you, you talked a bit about data, and um, and it sort of harks back to what Sally mentioned earlier about digital twins. And I know data is critical in, in digital twins. So, Sally, what what's your response to the question, what technology trends do you think will be most heavily adopted by organizations? You, you both mentioned telehealth. So will we have, you know, digital twins of our bodies that will help us get better quicker? (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you what, though, there's some really interesting research on actually how we can use our bodies and other surfaces that are already existing to be a catalyst for new energy sources. So funnily enough, I think we're going to see some interesting connectivity from skin um, really coming (laughs) to the fore. So maybe not in 2023, but going ahead a bit, we are going down that route. So not just the internet of senses, but kind of our body of senses as well. So yeah, that that could be an interesting one, definitely. Um, But totally echo the comments Glenn made. I think it was a really, really good overview some of the areas there. I think beyond those ones that have already been covered, I think rise of things like industry-specific clouds. I think that's going to become more and more important over the coming year as well. And also going back to that experience um, theme that's come across a lot today, going beyond personalization to hyper-personalization. And again, that's catalyzed by convergence, particularly around AI machine learning. But I think that's going to become more a standard rather than something that's more unusual at the moment. So definitely acceleration Mm -hmm. around those areas. And then finally, kind of going back to that convergence theme. And I might make up a word here. So apologies for the, for, for me oh, doing so, but okay. I'm going to call it like sensification. So, so again, it's wow, that sounds great. <laughs> I'm going to, I have to kind of like, you're going to coin that. that. You got a patent, <laughs> but copyright it. Absolutely. Absolutely. You heard it here first on, on, on the show. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but, um, but yeah, I think it really is. So going back to sustainability thematic, again, with 5G is this kind of hub of the wheel. And to go back to that expression, I think it really does kind of give us that metaphor and all the spokes of impact that comes off of that. And I think with sustainability, not just having the connectivity, but this active real-time intelligence of the data that you were talking about just now, embedded sensor technology, and then the mm. AI and automation, et cetera, to mine this efficiently, I think that's going to be incredible for smart technology and smart data management of buildings, as was mentioned there by Glenn at schools and other different um, factories environments as well, but to automatically help you make the right decisions to, to reduce consumption when you don't need to it, to monitor when people go out of a room so you turn the lights off automatically and turn the heating off, etc. Yeah. Also to automatically do things around air purification from a safety point of view, etc. as well. So this sensification, I think, is where we're heading um, in so many different areas, not just sustainability and energy, but you know, co- you know cost-effective management of building, safety, all sorts of different things. But definitely it's kind of what we've seen so far, but we're going more granular to the next level. And just one quick thing as well about data. I think one other area Mm -hmm. we're going to see more attention to is data waste as an opportunity. 
So something I've done oh. um, with my nonprofit is in an open, secure data sharing way. You know, at the moment, 90% of data we archive, we don't touch it after three months. And if you think of how much more data we're going to have with all this convergence we're talking about today, yet we've got big talent gaps in technology and we've got big tr- problems about, you know, how can we get more people access to training, bring down those barriers, bring out the, the, the cost restraints, but also the access to good data to work and train on. This can be an amazing mm-hmm. opportunity to do that. So there's a lot of work happening in that area. And I'd love to you know, share more about that maybe on another day. But that excites me too. Again, challenge to opportunity. It's, a, it's an important narrative, I think. Well, we're going to have to bring you back to talk about how mm-hmm. all these sensors are creating all this, this data. And uh, ambient computing is yes. here, right? And uh, we live in a sphere of computers. So, so Sally, as we, we enter this new year, what is the most important thing for organizations to keep in mind from a connectivity and communications standpoint? How, how is all of this coming together to support specific business goals? Yeah, I, th- I think it really reflects our conversation today. You know, all the mm-hmm. holistic considerations that need to come together to make things work in the most optimised way, to, to negate the risk and to kind of capitalise on the opportunities. Um, and for me, I'm, I'm going to go for a lot of S's are ringing around my head at the moment. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to put them together and I think it might be a way to bring it together. So we've got okay. security. In particular, though, I would say edge security. And, and again, there was some great research from AT&T very recently looking at that. And it's very clear that it's coming across um, for CI etc but just leadership more broadly it's a big big um, opportunity area to improve on there's some concerns about vulnerabilities there um, so again as a focus area all the benefits of mm-hmm. edge but just ensuring we, we negate the risk as well so focus on edge security I think is really huge but security more general so that's our first S um, scalability particularly mm. around solutions that impact society. Sometimes it can be difficult to get the scale and sustain on those types of impacts. And a lot of times right. it's down to measurement. So bringing in smart measurement, the same way we do with lots of other KPIs with business, better ones around social impact. And there's a new index um, that I've been involved in that comes out next year that kind of helps that too. So that's the scalability for another S. Sustainability, Kind of I've kind of said that already. So that's a third one. Fourth would be skills. And as I mentioned earlier, in its broader sense. So think if it may maybe going beyond STEM to STEAM so that we have an equal focus on technology disciplines as we do for things around the arts in its broader sense. So helping people to express communication skills, empathy, as we spoke about earlier, um, EQ, et cetera. So skills is right up there. And also within that, things like data literacy and financial literacy as well, including in non-tech facing roles. Fifth one, I'm going to go, I'm being a bit, I'm creative with an S here, but sense making. <laughs> um, so I'm going, I'm going a bit um, tangent, but sense making, I'm going to say, and that's the power of the narrative, particularly around 5G. So some research that came out a few months ago this year um, from Salesforce that was looking at the communications sector. And as part yeah. of that, it was saying consumers want 5G when they really understand all the use case benefits and all the advantages it's offers. And not only that, they're happy to prepare, well, I don't say happy, but prepared to spend more to get those opportunities as well. But there was like an, an, an awareness gap between the benefits well, maybe, delivered. Uh, yeah, so I yeah, think maybe S you're looking for a story. You got to know yes, the story. Absolutely. 
yeah, absolutely. The story and being able to understand it, you know, because some of the examples that want to make it relatable to their particular sent, uh, particular context. So it's a story and then the sense making to make it relatable to your organization, whatever size you are, whatever context, this is what it can offer you. So all of those elements, we get an extra S, I think story and sense making, Kevin, I like that. <laughs> um, and then I'll just throw in one more simplicity. Uh-huh. I think pretty much, I'm sure you've heard this, Glenn and, and Kevin yourselves, but in so many conversations, this desire to reduce complexity is everywhere and alongside things like better integration and visibility as well that kind of 360 view so simplicity everybody needs a little bit more than that including including people you know on the front line middle middle managers and operators who are feeling increasingly squeezed as well how can we get things easier for people Um, and skills is important to that but also reducing sprawl is important too and that can be cloud sprawl it could be a different tool or technique it could be a vendor Um, but get make things easier for people and have that right trusted partnership to support you So, ladies and gentlemen, today's show has been brought to you by the letter S. (laughs) So, Glenn, your response, what S do you have to pull out? Success, uh, success that that wow, that's uh, a big the, one. <laughs> that the ecosystem of five G can can bring to us, and, and Sally once again did a beautiful job of giving this broad uh, spectrum on so many different areas. Uh, as we look to, to the year ahead, uh, business enterprise really needs to uh, tap into the innovation that that five uh, G can can allow us, and that that requires uh, collaborations and new thinking mm-hmm. so that we, we focus on that people centricity. Uh, how do we make that customer experience more seamless? Uh, how can we be more creative when people need to have new training? Uh, we've seen, for example, uh, Purdue University uh, doing a lot with uh, helping uh, those in healthcare. Uh, tap into the power of virtual reality to have uh, mm-hmm. uh, training that, that is far more immersive, far more effective, and that will become far more commonplace. Uh, technology uh, today, uh, because of the real-time uh, ability that, that 5G gives us and the reliability that, that 5G uh, gives us, uh, is going to open so many new doors. And what it requires is that uh, enterprise really focus on, on new use cases. Uh, I, I think that consumers have been a little dis- disappointed because enterprise really hasn't uh, uh, taken the lead where it should in bringing those new uh, use cases to life. I think, the, though, that, that uh, the priority and the emphasis is there for enterprise. And I think we're going to see very exciting times uh, ahead of the year ahead. Wow. So, so as we come to the end of the show, Glenn, what gets you excited about business connectivity and the evolution of technology in 2023? Is this convergence uh, part of it? It, it certainly is. What, what gets me excited as I look to, to uh, uh, 2023 is that uh, we have a 5G infrastructure that gives us mm-hmm. uh, real-time data exchange that will uh, be able to allow us to collaborate in new ways, whether it's in healthcare, uh, with remote patient monitoring, with the uh, collaborations between uh, doctors so that uh, rural health becomes as top-notch as health in, in any major city, uh, that uh, the supply chain, which has really gone through a, a crisis in this past year, can move forward yeah. with a lot more uh, efficiencies, and that uh, emphasis on 
sustainability that that uh, uh, 5G uh, data uh, information can can bring us uh, can help us uh, uh, meet what's also an energy crisis. So I think uh, success, as I, as I said, really becomes a theme of the year ahead uh, as we look for new innovation uh, brought to us by that 5G uh, ecosystem and uh, uh, fiber as well. All right, that's that's huge. So, so Sally, what drives your adrenaline? I mean, you're bringing it today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. A lovely overview. Bye-bye, Glenn, there as well. I, I couldn't thank agree you. more about this platform um, that 5G is bringing. And like next year is that enterprise grade level. And it is for businesses of all sizes as well. I think it's a really important narrative, that one. So totally echo those. I've already kind of messaged. I think we got to eight S's just now, didn't we? So all of those are very <laughs> yes. much what I'm excited about for next year. But maybe if we try and kind of pull those together, for me, it's something I've cared about for so long. It feels like it's ah. a dawn of actualization around it. So it is about the rise of purpose-driven business you know I've, okay. I've said for, for a long time that you know we don't have to have this juxtaposition with you know big enterprise or for profit over here and say social enterprise and charity over there it doesn't need to be that way we can bring mm-hmm. these aims and aspirations together you can do well by doing good and you can create shared value business models that i think is going to be the biggest driver for competitive advantage you're particularly going beyond 2023 actually and i'm excited that this is now something that's becoming truly embedded by design you know right from the start of conceiving products and services now so for me that yeah. for me for 2023 it's the rise of, of scale of purpose-driven business that's truly transparent committed and accountable and again connectivity and collaboration ecosystem around this too it's absolutely the pathway forward so i'm really excited about where this convergence is leading us wow awesome awesome thing thank you both for, for sharing that tremendous insight uh, unfortunately that brings us to the end of the at&t business biz talk on exciting tech trends for 2023. This was such a high note for ending this year's BizTalk series. As we enter the holiday season, I would like to wish everyone a safe and prosperous and transformational new year. We'll see you in 2023 on AT&T Business BizTalk. Thank you for supporting Digital Transformers and for being a part of our global Supply Chain Now community. Please check out all of our programming at supplychainnow.com. Make sure you subscribe to Digital Transformers anywhere you listen to or view the show and follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. See you next time on Digital Transformers.